Hello, everybody, and welcome to a sneaky bonus episode of the Seeing Red podcast, one that I think I'm going to dub The Hangover, um, probably because of the emotional state of the two participants on this call, but also because of the sobering reality we were all dealt yesterday when, um, you know, the Flames' hot run of play met the hottest run of play in the National Hockey League, um, bright light Saturday night, Hockey Night in Canada, and um, it ended in utter disappointment. Uh, which really kind of brought me back down to earth as a fan, um, which is why I wanted to bring a dude on the show who is no stranger to a hangover or two. Uh, Multi Walty, what's going on? How are you? Welcome to the show. Hey, Joe. How are you doing, buddy? I am. I've been better. I've been better, but uh, I'm happy to uh, be chatting about it here in this safe space. How about yourself? Yeah, yeah. I got the hair of the dog going. We got a really nice box of wine downstairs. It's white. It's Jackson Triggs. Um, okay, so interesting. I'm, I'm feeling okay, you know, but it, it isn't a lie that I, uh, it isn't a lie. I did wake up very hungover today. Excellent. As you should, as you should, especially, um, I don't, I don't know if you noticed this, but, um, in the build up to the game, it, they kind of made it clear that like, this is the first time the flames and the Oilers have played in Calgary since 2022, uh, which is crazy to me. Uh, and like, it, that doesn't even make sense, you know. Since, the more I kind of think about it, summer twenty twenty two. Uh, I I honestly couldn't tell you, but I thought that's what they yeah. were saying. Is like twenty twenty two is the last time it happened. But, yeah, well, um, I I did my best to like keep half an eye on that game. Uh, shout out to North Estonian Nick. He brought me all over the city last night. But uh, nice, you know, I I did I did rifle through the highlights about ten minutes ago too. Hmm. Um. <laughs> And you know what? Something that no one would ever, ever think that I would admit is that Vladar was lights out last night. Yeah, he played really good. He he was, uh, you know, I, I want to touch on this maybe a little bit later. But we can talk about Vladar, but he was one of the few guys that seemed amped for the opportunity ahead of him. You know, he like he was ready to play saves. for minute one. Big yeah, saves. he made big saves. Like uh, there was, uh, I think that big save on... You know, I, I don't know if Connor Brown does have a goal yet, but I think he kept Connor Brown goalless on yes. a huge save on his arm. It was yes, enormous. he did, and uh, I think he is still goalless. I think um, that's we're, man, they're pushing like 42, 43 games. Like that's crazy. Uh, that's like Mark Jankowski esque. They were excited about the guy down or up north there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's I've I've mentioned this before, but it's like the LeBronification of Connor McDavid. It's like he is like they're they're building the whole org around him, and he gets like his boys like Zach Hyman, and like he gets his dude in Connor Brown, and he gets his old junior coach hired, and like what like his agent is like now high up in the Oilers head office, like he's just getting all of his dudes. This is kind of the first example that I thought with Connor Brown, where it was like you know LeBron brought in the wrong dude. And like this guy kind of sucks now. Couldn't uh, agree more. But... I know. I know it's a Flames podcast, but we're gonna get into the Oilers for a second, and it is crazy. Like I don't know what Connor Brown's thing is. He must party. I don't know what it is, man. The guy, it's or, be that. like he's got. He like I don't know what it is. He just he can't. He's worse than Dubé. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> you know. Talk about like I don't know if it's him partying or whatever, and you know I'm not I'm not trying to punch down at a guy that's you know struggling with his mental health. Hey, who among us, right? Uh, but like the partying 
it's clear that we have so many examples of this and especially now with athletes taking it more seriously than ever like you kind of can't do that anymore and like i don't know if that is the connor brown problem but it might be yeah like you look at danny healy's career so 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 good and then it falls off the guy was a party animal uh you look at a lot of guys careers and i'm not i'm not saying dube is partying that's not what i meant because actually it came out that it wasn't substance abuse which is really like nice to hear about the guy Mm -hmm. Uh, but for connor brown man it's got like you look at taylor hall when he was in edmonton you know the rumors about that guy that were up there back then right Uh, right there's nothing to do you're in a frozen it's not i'm not punching on edmonton it's not that much different than calgary you guys got jasper we got Banff. it's better but whatever everything's better here just a little bit but it's got to be partying man like the guy is zero 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 on a statue every fucking night Totally. And he was a pretty good player before getting into Edmonton, like a pretty serviceable guy. Like, that's why everyone's really excited was like the obvious tie with Connor McDavid. But also he was reasonably productive as like a leaf or like a Sen or whatever the fuck he was. Uh, Yeah, he did the Ontario rounds there. Yeah. So, yeah, that one was really bizarre to me. But, um, yeah, Uh, sorry to kind of get back to my earlier anecdote about, um, you know, first time they're in town since 2022. There was a very like festival like atmosphere it was akin to like what i imagine like a big like high school like texas football rivalry was where in the lead up to the weekend everyone i talked to was like what are you doing for the game you know like the game we all know what we're referring to it's fucking wild card weekend but everybody in southern alberta is basically consumed with the fact that the flames and the oilers are playing the oilers are on this ridiculous streak the flames are kind of finding some good play and there's a lot to play for there's a lot of you know, skin in the game for both of these teams and the crescendo of hockey day in Canada. And, you know, the, the city was alive. It was super fun. Like the game looked super fun. Uh, you said you went on tour, right? Uh, I'd love to yeah. know what's like the multi walty you know, hockey night in Canada tour. I'd love to hear the, oh, the destinations man, I'm, there. I'm an old man now. I got kids and stuff. So I hadn't, I went to Cowboys for the first time in about 10 years. Excellent. Uh, Did you run into heat daddy? I did. I met him. I shook his hand. Uh, we took picture together. Uh, he's an incredibly nice gentleman. Um, he loved my uh, my Martin Hansel jersey, as he is an Arizonianite. Oh. Um, I always go out in a Martin Hansel jersey, as you can read under my uh, under my little name there. I'm a completely non-biased freelance hockey analyst, so I mm-hmm. always go out if it's a Flames matter in my Hansel jersey, because I don't want to be labeled. But... It was right. fun, and then, like I said, Nick, uh, north of Stony on Twitter, he brought me yeah. around the city. Uh, I I got to be honest, man. I don't even remember the name of a really cool bar we went to on 17th. It was really divey and small. Oh, Stans. Uh, Stans? Stans. That's, that's like uh, you walk down the stairs. Oh, I don't think we walked downstairs. Yeah, it's like, uh, okay, but like the, the diviest, coolest bar on 17th is probably like... Uh, like a stands or it might be like a watchman's. Uh, I was but I think drunk. Okay, I don't know. Excellent. Maybe it maybe that's... it wasn't even on 17. I did that's very funny. <laughs> I puked there. I puked there. But I'm an old man, so it's allowed. Um but yeah. yeah, you know, we were watching the game. I was uh keeping a close eye on the San Fran game as well. So it was like mm-hmm. one eyes one way, one eyes the other way. But it it uh there was a goal. That was clearly offside that me and Nick called in the bar. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I do recall that. And that's actually, that's an interesting one because it, I actually kind I'm kind of with you when I saw that play kind of develop in real time, I thought there was a chance. And then sure enough, the, the broadcast team brought it up as well. They're like, this is going to be close. This might be offside. Are they going to challenge? And ultimately the flames elected not to, <clears throat> but a real kind of like that. Real, if the flames found a way to sneak out of that first period unscathed with how badly they played, uh, that would have maybe turned their fortunes around a little bit, but yeah, the the decision not to challenge that goal really kind of set the table for what was a pretty fucking lackluster night from the Flames. Yeah, and it's coming off of a loss where the head coach used the term "we sucked" in a presser yep. about four or five times. So who totally. sucks? Who sucks right now? Who sucks? Man, right now? I think it's pretty clear uh, that man. I am not pushing this guy out of town. I hope it's all amicable, but. Boy, is Elias Lindholm really shuffling his feet right now. And I've made that comment a few times before. Like, I, I don't know. I think uh, the, the top line was very impotent yesterday, I thought. Uh, I thought you got a lot of fight from the second line. Like, Michael Backlund, Blake Coleman, just so consistent. Their, their greatest sin is that they're just fucking limited as hockey players. And I mean that in the lovingest sense. But, you know, the fact that they do bring it every night and play their best every night, play above their heads every night that's still never going to be, you know, uh, like a McDavid, Nuge, Zach Hyman line. You can't win on that line alone. And then you pair that in with the Kadri and the kids line, which uh, I think a recurring theme for, for my two cents on this game is going to be like the most jarring thing I thought of the whole thing was less than the talent uh, disparity was the compete disparity. Uh, Like they were missing Martin Pospisil on that line, especially so so much where even if the flames weren't getting or generating anything offensively you could count on martin pospisil to dust it up fucking get them pissed off snow the goalie get into the battle of alberta Uh, and i thought that was the worst part pospisil brings something obviously not as heavy on the offense even with both the players i'm going to mention but pospisil Mm. brings something that Kachuk and Furland really brought to this roster that inspired like the whole team except Giordano. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's a yeah, dig there. But, true enough. <laughs> but uh, um, Pospisil brings that that's like piss the fuck other team off. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, Dude, it's a shame yeah, he totally. it's a shame he got that injury. And from what I hear, I didn't even know this, but he, I guess Pospisil has five concussions in the AHL. I read that somewhere. I don't know if that's true. Is that yeah. true? That's that is not, true. That's not good. <laughs> he's like, uh, yeah, he's like big concussion guy. Apparently, that's why he wears the tin advisors. Like, even the lights can get bothersome on him. Uh, like he, yeah, that's why. And I, I think a big portion of Flames Twitter knew that. Uh, because he, you know, he took that weird fall, and everyone immediately was like prayers up for Pospisil, you know, versus like Dennis Gilbert had that concussion. I'm sure he's had a few too. Like he's a fucking 27 year old NHL defenseman. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. But you didn't really see that with a Gilbert concussion, too. right? Yeah. Pardon, pardon me. Uh, Gilbert's pretty hard nosed. I like the way Gilbert kind of plays the game. I, I, I like Gilbert as well. I think he's one of the dudes that uh, you can also count for him to play his best every night. Again, he's just literally fucking Dennis Gilbert. He's just kind of yeah. limited. I couldn't agree more. And like what you said about Backlund and Coleman, and even it goes back, man. It goes Backlund for leak. It goes back to, you know, they come out back. I hate, you know, I hate Backlund. 
But I know you hate Backlund. He comes out though, and I'm not going to say his whole tenure because it's not true. But for the since the Flames had that core of Monahan Goudreau, Backlund's mm-hmm. come out every night and played his role, no 100%. matter what. And lately, mm-hmm. him and Coleman are just continuing that thing. And Coleman's having a great year. His shooting mm-hmm. percentage, I think, is almost double his career average. But they're playing good. They're, I agree. They're, they're playing at their ceiling, man. Yeah, they're playing as good as you can get from them. Which, by the way, you know, that's what you want. Like, that's not, uh, that's not like damning with feigned praise. Like, it, like, that's good. It's just... You know, the best outcome that Michael Backlund could give you was he completely nullified Connor McDavid. And he did it. It happened. There were zero points from Connor McDavid. But you oh, I, allowed I the you will yeah, zero from McDavid, zero from Dry And oh, until man. the empty netter, the three of the three goals that were scored, two of them were by the Calgary Flames. Oh my right? god. We put our we put so a puck into our own night. net. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I you was were really fucking drunk, okay? I don't know the intricacies of the game. I just I kind of caught the highlights today, but I did not know that Dry and McDavid just had zero. I just always assume they have a point or whatever, you know, the over yeah. half a point situation. But totally. Uh how do you lose that fucking game when those two guys put up zero? That's not the first time the Flames have lost an Oilers game with Connor and Drysdale putting up zero. Yeah, I've they can do it. Heard that in the past. Yeah, yeah, they they definitely can do it. Like the issue is, you can't allow the rest of your team to fucking just not be involved. Forget their beer on the bus, their gear on the bus. Like check in for an eight o'clock puck drop at ten thirty. Cool. You know, like you, yeah. you can't. Yeah, you can't do that. So you know, funny Oilers stat that I kind of researched myself, and uh, it might be wrong because I'm a fucking idiot, but. Uh, out of the last 24 Oilers games, 70% yeah. of them, they've allowed two or fewer goals. Oh, during like their uh, win streak? Yeah, during this 24, just the, their last 24 games, oh, 70% 24. of those games, they allowed two mm-hmm. or fewer goals. Yo, this is going to start like the Oilers, like just being a big hater, like fucking portion of the show. But like, I hear that. And I I use that against my frame of reference of the Oilers, you know, forever. And I'm like, that's unsustainable. I'm like, okay, like Stuart Skinner is a good goalie. You know, he was a runner up for a fucking Calder last year. Uh But do not lose sight of the fact that this dude entered the team this year in a timeshare with fucking Jack Campbell, who's not in the league anymore. And also never really took away and ran with that job until, you know, since... Chris Knobloch got here, whatever. We can kind of play the arbitrary endpoints thing, but I'm I kind of view this as like Stuart Skinner is getting hot, and how long is Stuart Skinner going to be hot for? Question mark. You know? Yeah. So, I don't think the Oilers are an unstoppable killing machine. Certainly not. They're never going to lose a hockey game again. But I think the biggest thing the the Oilers will go as far as their goaltending takes them. And if Stuart Skinner is hot now, I'm worried about Stuart Skinner's ability to be hot in the spring. Is kind I've, of I've what I'm getting at. Tweeted, I've all, every for the past like three whatever springs, uh, COVID summer, whatever times they do shit. Fucking if Edmonton's goaltending puts up a nine ten in the playoffs, they win the Stanley Cup for sure. If they can get a, but you know what? I also feel like we saw it last year. Like that's not atypical of any team. That and I think that's kind of fueling the that's whole true. True. paradigm that you know the 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 org has, where it's like we just have to have a goalie and good enough to get in around him, and who knows? 
right? Like the Panthers did that last year. Uh, man, Aiden Hill, like the oh. Knights were on like their third goalie. Good, good and, Andrew play. Yeah, and good. Yeah, like what the fuck, man? You just you need to get a hot goalie in the spring. And I'm seeing that Stuart Skinner's like nine zero and zero nine thirty save percentage under two goals against average. And I'm like, okay, you're you're burning the Stuart Skinner Lynn Sanity run in January, and you're still only third in the Pacific. Like, like he's going to lose a few things. games. He's going to let in a few squeakers. Then what? They they have a backup goalie. Why don't they just like do the, how much money? Do, sorry to get about the Oilers right now. Yeah, it's okay. Flames podcast, but how much money do you even save putting Campbell in fucking the minors? Because like, who is it? Why don't they? They, they fuck. I don't know. <laughs> they should just. Yeah, have I, the I don't know. Act up right now with how Skinner's playing. Uh, and man, how I, Campbell's playing in the AHL the past ten games. But yeah, you know that's just the Oilers. You know this is a Flames podcast. Uh, you know, sorry for getting on that. Yeah, no, that's totally okay. Hey, you're an objective, completely non-biased freelance hockey analyst. It's your job to talk about all teams in an objective and non-biased way. I get that. And yeah. my job as a Calgary Flames fan is to be like, yo, I don't I don't buy it for a second. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. You know, this 13-0, it stinks. That is my non-researched opinion on it. This was more an indictment on the Flames not showing up for, again, what the entire fucking province, the entire fucking city and thus the entire fucking observing fan base, the media covering it, knew was a big game for them. And again, the anytime you look at the Oilers-Flames thing, it's always top high-end talent versus some of all parts. You know, that's kind of the narrative around it. And this time, it was less about the high-end talent because there was no McDry influence on the score sheet. It was just they did not get up for the game that they needed to get up for. And I thought that was the most disappointing thing moving forward for the flames is that clearly there's no dogs like Mackenzie Weger said so as much as post game. I, I don't know if you caught that, but um, I did. yeah, he's, he called out the team for like the second time this year being like, this is our turf. This is our biggest rival. I thought we'd have some fight. I thought we'd have some jam. I don't fucking know what to tell you guys. Captain. Yeah. Cap material for sure. He's, he's, Captain. uh, I'm glad he's part of the team. Uh, can you please, I didn't watch any, uh, pressers uh can you please enlighten yep. me what uh Backlund had to say michael Backlund did not take media last night oh uh, yeah the day that ends with why yeah yeah true true uh, i think he did speak uh pregame though he was part of the pregame comments uh or interviews so i don't know how that rotation works uh i'm sure the flames pr team probably just asks who wants to talk um yeah again yeah, you uh, just put hand right up i don't know <laughs> i don't know <laughs> that, that well yeah, yeah. if you're trying uh, to compare anybody to jerome again i feel bad for the person that is you know on yeah, trial there because i've always I, I love the flames obviously but i've always liked to say backlands our worst captain since their general manager <laughs> wow <laughs> but you know that's just a dig at backland that has nothing to do about the flames well it actually has a lot to do about the flames but it's you know i digress that was rude i'm so sorry <laughs> no i mean hey listen uh we don't have to like the same things uh, and i've yeah. i've heard i i'm aware of the backland detractors you know uh because i am a very big michael backland guy to be like i thought it was a no-brainer like the dude is going to end up maybe being the dude who plays the most for your franchise in history, you kind of owe him that. Like, think about what he's had to put up with. He like, will be actually, second, and funny sure. enough, Weeks brought that up in his post game as well, where he's like, 
I kind of like in as many words, this is paraphrasing, but it's like, I feel for Backland. Like I feel for him, man. I thought there'd be dudes that would kind of hate this Oilers team akin to Michael back. How much Michael Backland hates this Oilers team. Right. I, I and, agree. And I, I did take a shot there, but I do agree. And like I said, uh, 10 minutes ago, Backland comes out and fights what he does every night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And you know, uh, to, to try to keep it relatively objective with our objective analyst here, uh, you know, I, I get it. Like, he's a soft-spoken guy. He's not going to go in there and be like, come on, guys, we need to, like, who's going to fucking win it? Like, blah, 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 blah. He's not <laughs> you guys work those corners. He does it a different way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that is something the fucking Flames need. And I hope I hope Uyghur is emboldened by that and ends up being the guy that... I'm not saying he has to go start running goalies, but if somebody needs to do something drastic to turn shit around Mackenzie Weger, I encourage you to do it because certainly in the absence of Martin Pospisil, like that is something we are lacking severely. I would take, I, 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 if I had to pick and I don't want to pick, but if it was like, we need more high end talent guys versus like, we have the same level of talent, but we just fucking compete. We will actually understand the magnitude of the situation. We'll play with a little desperation. I kind of want those guys. Yeah, um, but you take away these past two games, and the Flames had a pretty good compete level. Uh, agreed. Inside, what eight, nine, ten games? Yep. And, and you know what? Let's bring up the ten million dollar man. I think that's really indicative of what Huberto brings. You know, it's starting to feel like I don't want to say because it it's too early. It's only ten games, but the team yeah. is kind of living or dying on Huberto putting up a point or two. That, that's an interesting observation, man. That's an interesting observation. I mean, they did lose uh, that game against the Leafs where he had two points, I think. Wasn't uh, he sick? But what, what game he was, was good. he sick? Yeah. What game he was, was he sick? sick? That game, was wasn't Tuesday, he? wasn't it? Tuesday? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't but know. They're all blending together. The, 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 like, you know, the all-around vibes. They're so much better when Huberto's putting up when Huberto's putting up those points. I start tweeting that the Flames are gonna. I'm putting money on the Flames for the Stanley Cup. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. I know. So, yeah. You, I I don't think that's a that's like a fucking smoke and mirrors thing though, right? Like if, when Huberto's scoring, this team is better. They're going to get better results. That's like that's just a fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I feel like. Right now, when you're in the real, when you're in the depths of the flames, mm-hmm. you we're at the point now. It's been, it was, we had a year of it, so we're over the what, like Huber do something. You know, we're over the Huber, Huber Doe doesn't do anything. We're over that now. When the flames lose, we talk about the team. You and me haven't brought up uh, him up once yet. He's yeah, a ten million dollar man. He's a ten million dollar man. He's <laughs> hey, guess who also didn't take media last night? By the way. <laughs> but I think I actually think Huberto did talk uh, pregame. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's, it's easy before uh, the, the game starts, right? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, with the, you know, you, you can't win them all. Um, yeah, I know. I'm with you. All. And uh, you know what? You can't win them all, but when you shut down McDavid and Drysdale, you should win that one. Mm-hmm. And I I agree with your whole point of like I'm coming in here being like this team has no compete level they have no drive like what the fuck how did you not get up for this game whatever whatever um, and I do agree with you that prior to these past two games 
they have been largely good at competing and bringing it every night. But these two games also coincide with the absence of Martin Pospisil from the lineup. And mm-hmm. I, it's just glaring. Like, if it's just him, like, everybody should have a little bit of that. We should be able to call upon the other guys to come in and make up that difference and compete level that Martin Pospisil brings. But the fact that we can't do that is really scary. And I think kind of where I want to steer this thing is moving forward. I was very much basking in the afterglow of that strong run of play. Obviously, that good road trip. They, you know, squeak out a few results after that as well. Um, you know, they didn't have their best stuff against Phoenix, Arizona, sorry. And they still walked away with the two points, you know, four point game, big win for them. But these two losses are like, Ooh, I don't know how many more of these you can get away with. And now upcoming is the jackets, the blues, the Blackhawks, three teams that if you've come, if you've watched this team for any amount of time, those are like three games that the flames never fucking take seriously for some reason. Got to be six like, points. Yeah. It's got to be six points. I agree with you. I don't, they actually, uh, I think they asked one of the guys post game. It might have been Blake Coleman. Uh, do you have to win your next three games? And he did the whole hockey player one game at a time, one shift at a time, pucks in deep, no turnovers, the neutral zone. But I well, think like the answer is yes. You know, it, well, it, it can't be anything but. I think it should be like the uh, the management under the owners got to be sweating uh, <laughs> like. The media in this town, man, it flips and flops and flips. And I'm not For talking sure. uh, Pat, Pat Steinberg, uh, the 960 guys, because they are paid to say, let's, uh, they're paid to say, I, I think we're doing okay. But yeah. uh, like Canadian media, and not even media, I guess, let's just say, not local media, Twitter media, the whole. Yeah, the, the, the viewing, the observers. Right? Oh, man, you put on a bad streak. If they yeah. don't take four points out of these next three games, it's mm. doom and gloom. If they take six, all oh, the flames are in it. They're, no one. Yeah, they're so fucking back. <laughs> like so, the management right now. When, not when. That's the wrong word. If the flames don't take, if the flames take two of six, yeah, the, the internet is going to put out rumors like a motherfucker about the UFAs and moving and what's got to happen. March is coming. Valentine's Day is coming. You right. got to get you got you need a home before you take your wife out to a nice fucking dinner on Valentine's Day. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well said. Yo, fucking true, man. That's fucking true. Uh, and actually, they uh, there was a report earlier in the week. I'm not sure if you saw it, but there somebody somewhere prophesize that the decision on the Noah Hannafin deal is going to be around the all-star break. So, mm-hmm. you know, it might be a week from now where the flames have lost, you know, four or five, two points on this homestand. And uh, you're approaching the all-star break. And it appears that the team's down in the water and Noah Hannafin's like, I'm out. And then at that point, like all of the team tank guys that you won, because at that point, this middling team that's not playing particularly well is now agreed to like strip themselves of all their assets. And yeah, it's just going to be losses for the foreseeable future. I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, Hey, you know, you make the playoffs sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You play five games in the playoffs is the same as not making the playoffs. Yeah, I, I agree. But I also think that I, I very much, that's kind of you can only have that after the fact. I think at the time of making the playoffs, you view it as like anything can happen. But if you don't make <laughs> yeah. the playoffs, you never get that, right? Yeah. So, you know, 
the, that's what I'm saying. The management is sweating. They got to be sweating. If they're not sweating, I don't know what they're doing, man. Like, mm-hmm. you got to One be thing is clear. Like, this group just has too many things that they're lacking consistently. You and know? too many fucking bullshit rumors all the time that depend on how they play. True. How, and how do you focus, man? Listen, I know we we chatted Dylan Dubay a little bit, but, like, that dude has so much shit going on in his own life, and then he plays in this market where there's no stability either. Like, no fucking wonder he's going crazy. <laughs> you, you let one guy call in sick to work and the whole stuff. <laughs> yo, yo, hey, hey come on, I'm just come joking. On. That's I'm not just, fair. That's not fair. I'm just joking. Yeah, yo, no. that's... That's just uh, two dudes who are ex-industry guys, yeah. man. We just no. view everything from that cynical point of view, man. Because we've we've been uh, we've been under that gun, you know. I'm just fucking joking. Uh, I, you know, <laughs> about the Dubai thing. I, I tweeted a lot of bullshit. I just I'm drinking today. I was just joking. Everyone's really I know. mad though. I'm just playing, man. I know. I know. Um, uh, you know, I hope he gets better. Like I said, it's not substance, or I don't know if you're recording yet, but it's not substance. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not a. It's he doesn't have that battle to face, but or it fucking might be. But I'm saying like that, that plus you know his own stuff with the World Junior. Hey, you know, did it happen? Did it not? Who's involved? Who isn't? That probably weighs into it. The fact that he is you know a 20 year old dude from Calgary where there's nothing to do and he grew up with all his buddies are here. Hey man, he might have a few beers away from the rink who knows but then he also comes to work and like this team is to your point very like mercurial bipolar when they win a few games they're on top of the world when they lose a few games you have to trade everybody like that can't be healthy that's not a a environment conducive to long-term success as well i don't know what you do but what i do if i'm i cook i'm a chef but I'm at work, and if uh, I get a couple bad reviews, and someone's like, "Hey, you, uh, I'm moving you to fucking Regina tomorrow," if this doesn't turn around, I'm like, "The fuck? I got a family, I got a house. How do I even buy a house? Like, that's a like, you know, that weighs on a guy." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Totally. Like, fucking, I don't care who you are. I don't care what you do. Even if you got the six point nine million dollars he's made or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. uh, which is hilarious. Sixty nine, funny contract. Yeah. Nice, I love that. But, nice contract. Uh, does not play well after that whole 2018 thing though comedically but uh wow i think (laughs) i think um i think that that mentality where hey you're fucking moving that weighs on a guy i don't care who you are yeah i i i hear you man and it's it's so selective because i do say that and i'm also the first guy to be like wow, Jacob Markstrom, what the fuck? Like, how come you can't play hockey anymore? And then it comes out that, like, his wife was pregnant and, like, that was weighing on him. And, like, I'll never – I've never had a kid. You have, so you could probably relate to him a little bit better. But, like, I'm sure that weighed on him in some capacity and he wasn't completely focused on hockey. And no one is 100% focused at their job all the fucking time. We just never extend – that sympathy yeah. to the pro athletes because of how much money they make, right? Yeah, you know, me and other people will say, well, it's $2 million. You better fucking, like, you yeah. better be good. It's like, okay, well, I like, whatever. What's $2 million? I, don't even, I can't even imagine what that's like. And it's, uh, you know, at that yeah. point, it's probably the same as $22 an hour mentally. Right. Uh, you know, it's funny that yeah. you said that about Markstrom. You know, just a uh, side note, antidote. Uh, that reminds me of when uh, the... the 
the Oilers moved to Talbot for like half a season to Philly after he had twins because he was a little bit bad. <laughs> really? Yeah, don't wow, you know? I didn't know twins. that. And so he had this great year, and then he has twins, and he has this okay year, and they're like, nope, buddy. <laughs> We're, and Man. I don't even, I, I don't know if his wife moved with them. I probably wouldn't. I probably would have waited until there was a contract. But yeah, that, it, and it is like that. You know, people have things outside of their life that can be a little tricky. Totally. And that's probably what's happening with Elias Lindholm, who, like, I started this whole show by fucking speedbagging him. But, like, yeah, that dude is like, he's got a wife. He just had a kid. And for like a year and a half, she's being like, are we moving to Carolina yet? And he's like, babe, I'm working on it, you know, back home. So yeah. he's uh, yeah, it's tough, bro. I get it. And that's why I'm like, man, like just it's time, you know, some things come to an end. Just wash yeah. your hands. Bit. You just want to be here. It's not a yes. Right. From Elias Lindholm. You ask if he wants to stay and it's not a yes. It's not a no, yeah. but you yeah, need yeah. guys who are like, yes. Yeah, and you you look at uh, what did uh, Philly just come out and say? Did you see that Daniel Briere presser? That's super With, uh, candid about Cutter Goche. Yeah, he is like yeah. that was the most candid GM presser I think I've ever seen in my life. Uh, you talking and- about the one where like like after it happened, where he's like Cutter told us he wanted to be a flyer, then he said he didn't want to be, but he's a kid, so we didn't want to come outwardly and say that in case he changes his mind. But then yeah. I went to go see him and take him, you know, talk to him personally, and he wouldn't even talk to me. Yeah. He said yeah. those things were facts. Uh, I'm not yeah. saying I ever has to do anything <laughs> like that because that is stupid, in my opinion, to do as a uh, fucking manager. But I will say, Fair enough. your guy says no. Daniel Breyer put his foot down. Okay, you don't want to be here? Like, they, how much do they offer Lindholm? It's reported they offered him, what, like $90 million? Yeah, they offered him way more money than he's going to get now. Right? Like, like he, he, yeah. Uh, you you say no to that. You say no to ninety million dollars because you don't want to live in Calgary, man, or Alberta, or Canada, or wherever. Fuck, man, you mm-hmm. have made a decision. Yeah, <laughs> like true, yeah. true. That's true, man. Yeah, just too bad. So, yeah, I, I guess uh, we can kind of wrap a bow on it there, man. I think we kind of have like our hungover therapy session, but. Um, yeah, just some interesting times. I really hope they can get a few. I mean, I think they got to get three. They got to get fucking six points if they want to keep pace in the playoff race because, you know, ho-hum like that. It's getting late early, as they say, right? Like we're getting close to 50 games. They've played like five more games than the Oilers, which, by the way, I think is also part of the reason why this team is kind of looking like they're running out of gas here is just the fucking terrible travel schedule that's inherent there's with being a Calgary flame. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing left in the tank, man. Everyone's hurt. Everyone's tired. Uh, you know, the nice thing is they get the like the extra long break because they have like the the CBA like bye week that they have built in, and that goes into the all star break, so it's like a 10 day vacation. Mm-hmm. So these guys are all gonna have a great time in Barbados and Jamaica and whatever, man. Don't feel don't feel too bad for these guys, you know. Uh, <laughs> and then yeah. and then we'll see, but it won't even it won't even be worth seeing if you can't walk away with six points before the break, I don't think. Okay, well, I, before we jet, I just do have to say, I don't like Mike Bartner. Mike Bartner? Who's that? Yeah, he's a Twitter user. Uh, he makes TikToks about hockey. He's an Islanders fan. I don't like the guy. Oh, oh, uh, was that the <laughs> dude that was giving a shit about Sharon Govich? Yeah, I don't like the guy. I don't like the guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yo, that was the well first me. 
Yeah, I'm, uh, he doesn't sit well with me. If he if he ever happens to this, I don't like you. Wow, that is, dude. Yo, we uh, we just wrote the history books, man. That was the fucking first WWE style like fucking promo tape ever cut on the Seeing Red podcast. So, yeah, yeah. fucking what's his name Mike Bartner? Mike Bartner, fucking dumb name too. <laughs> okay, yeah, fuck Mike Bartner, man. I guess uh, floor is yours, yeah. man. Just uh, make sure you tag Seeing Red in the fucking rebuttals. I'd love. Yeah. I can't wait to follow the storyline, man. Uh, yeah, I don't like the guy at all. Hey, you know what? He's Wrest- wrong. WrestleMania, it's gonna be crazy. Uh, yeah. yeah, finish it off with a plug, Multi Walty. Where can the people follow you if they want to interact with your tweets? You can follow me on Twitter at Multi Walty with three A's in Multi because some fucking weirdo stole multi walty spelt regular don't look at their likes it is crazy i always check on them to see if they're non-existent so i can snag the username but holy don't look at wow so he's active and the likes are weird hey the likes are crazy they're (laughs) insane bro they're i looked at them just the other day for the first time because like i said i always go check if it's gone if he's suspended whatever you're in there should be suspended judging by those likes if you are not 18 do not look at those likes holy wow seriously that i don't know if that what rules that falls under but holy moly the guy is nuts you should look at them after this podcast (laughs) i i definitely will i definitely will uh all right we'll put a boat i'm gonna stop recording um thanks for listening to the podcast uh yeah and go flames for sure go flames go flames forever yes agreed